Welcome back to Wrestling is for Girls, a wrestling podcast for everyone, or at least everyone who is making a reasonable attempt to be Usi. I am Abigail. I'm here with my friend Jillian, and we have so much to cover this week with SmackDown, Payback, and Raw. But before we begin, Jillian, are you feeling Usi? And the only acceptable answers are yeet and no. Yeet. Yeet. Um, I am, it's possible I've never felt more Usi. I am at all time high <laughs> levels of Usi. And if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time and you watched wrestling this week, you may have some ideas about why <laughs> your faithful hosts are feeling so incredibly Usi. Hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> but enough of that for now. We're going to save that for later. Um, we're going to start with SmackDown, which aired about a hundred years ago on the 1st of <laughs> September. It really um, like it. We're going to move through this really quickly because there is so much to talk about for Payback and so much to talk about for Raw. Mm -hmm. But SmackDown kicks off in a very special way with John Cena. Ba -ba -da -ba. Um, he seems very excited about hosting Payback and a little incoherent. It was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, I, I have to wonder how much of it's just like if they give him talking points or if they're just like, just go out there, John, and wing it. You've been doing this long enough. They just hand him a post-it and it's got payback, pay-per-view in India, Jim Uso. And he's like, <laughs> I can work with this, but... So that's, that's what we learned. You know, he's going to be hosting payback. Very exciting. Um, he's very thankful for all these opportunities. He's going to be at a premium live event in India. And then he was about to share some more information with us about all this, but who appears, but Jim Uso. He's got new music. He looks heelish. <sighs> yeah. I, I did not like his music. It seemed sort of circusy. I don't know. <laughs> like it gave me a it gave me a big top vibe, and I did not like it. And I love Jimuso of Jimuso's Honda. Right. I wouldn't buy a Honda anywhere else. No. Anywhere else. Foolish. I think. I think the thing is, like both Usos get new music this week, and both Usos get ridiculous new music. But I love Jay's ridiculous new music. Well, Jay's at least takes a lot from their former music, which is like yes. the melody, basically, like the backup, like the backing. I don't know what I'm trying to say. The rest of the music that's behind that melody is different and strange. Yeah. Jay's is much better. One big important update, which we will we will get to a little bit later. But um, yeah, so uh jimmy starts some beef with john cena uh, do you think that this jimmy cena beef is going anywhere this makes no fucking sense this whole yeah. thing makes no fucking sense like mm -hmm. so he just comes out and he's telling john cena the story about like well i did it because i love my brother and you know yeah. what john cena you're just like roman reigns and it's like dude this is the dumbest stretching i have ever seen like i don't understand why they're like i just i am at a loss 
I felt so confused about what was supposed to be happening here. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that some of this is a setup for Cena to be like, the wrong Uso quit, which like, at this point, agree so hard. This isn't the toilet. But it feels <laughs> like we don't really know what to do mm-hmm. with Jimmy right now. So we're kind of just like having him come out, reiterate the touch points. Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, Jimmy gets fed up with this. He tries to go in for the super kick, but unfortunately, John Cena has seen the Usos wrestle a few times. So he knows that you don't get very close to their feet ever. I have two conspiracy theories. (gasps) Share them. One of them has to do with like later events, though. So I don't know if I can bring them up yet, but I'm afraid I might forget the later one. But first one is. Is it possible, and this seems very unlikely, but is it possible that like this whole split and the Jim Uso Honda storyline is that Jim Uso is going to leave WWE and go to Impact where he can join his lovely spouse, Trinity? I mean, I suppose that could be a thing. Um, you know, I guess it depends on how much they they want to be working together and seeing each other more. I'm sure it's very, very hard to be in a cross-promotional relationship. Yeah. It was just a thought I had. No, it's a reasonable thought. I mean, who knows what's going to happen there? I'm guessing that the Usos have it pretty good in WWE. Yeah, that's my thinking, too. And I mean, like, I love my husband, but if I had, like, what I imagined to be Uso money in WWE, I don't know that I'd be compelled to go join him somewhere else no but some people love their spouses more and i think that's beautiful (laughs) honey if you're listening to this i I love you i would absolutely follow you to another wrestling promotion i know you would he appreciates it he does so we're gonna like jump a little bit ahead and i think this will ideally let you get in your second Uh, theory question point that you wanted to make Um, later in the show Jimmy uh, he kind of acts out like he interrupts Meechin while she's doing something and acts like a jerk and then Meechin is like I want revenge and Carl Anderson Luke Gallows are like no just let it go but AJ is not going to take it so this culminates in AJ and Jimmy having a little showdown And then Solo appears and just shoves the shit out of AJ and tells Jimmy that he can't quit the bloodline, that the bloodline will decide when he quits the bloodline. Yeah, and like Jimmy's like, you're not my dad, and then he runs away. Mm -hmm. Which is an odd stance to take with your younger brother, but (laughs) let's let's gloss over that. I, I have to say really quickly, I got super, super fucking annoyed with the OC. Mm-hmm. for just like totally shitting on Meechin and being like, well, it's no big deal. Don't worry about it. Like I was just, yeah. I wanted to go into punch mode and punch them both in their dumb faces. Yeah. I kind of wondered what was going on with that. Like, is there going to be tension because like those two don't want to stand up to this or like, you know, AJ and Meechin don't feel like they have their back. Like, I don't know what's going to happen there. Yeah. They definitely don't want to get into bloodline business, which is really dumb. This seems really dumb to me because like, They're basically saying, they're like, oh, they're too scary. They're too tough. Like, what? Right? Like, your whole thing is you're supposed to be, like, these tough dudes with indie cred and a biker-adjacent aesthetic, and you're like, also, even if the bloodline is scary, they're also the main event picture, for better or for worse. So wouldn't you 
I know we talk about logic on the show all the time, but <laughs> logically. Or the lack thereof, yes. So, you know, this continues to escalate throughout the night. AJ is, like, super pissed. He wants Solo in the main event. Mm-hmm. That does eventually end up happening. Um, we are actually going to gloss over this a little bit, but basically it ends with Jimmy coming back and, like, supporting Solo to help him get the win and doing the bloodline salute. Yeah, I... I'm so confused by so many things. Is This is not the conspiracy theory I was speaking of earlier, but a new one has popped into my head. Is he just trying to like infiltrate and take down? It is so inscrutable to me. It's like, you did it because <laughs> you love your brother, but like you also like really betrayed your brother. Then you're like, you're not my dad. You can't control me. But then you're like, hey, little brother, dad, I'm here to help you out. And also bloodline <laughs> for life. Like, Jimmy, if you Dan. if you are in crisis, if you don't know where your life goes after this, that is all right, man. Like you're at the perfect yeah. age for that to happen to you. I just this is very confusing narratologically for your fans. It truly what? is. I, I I'm just I'm really <laughs> like there's been some mental gymnastics, I think, for quite a few storylines, but this one is really just like like you can tell they really want to keep the bloodline storyline going yes. but they don't know what to do and now it's just like let's throw shit at the wall and see what sticks it feels like there might be a little bit of concern about the star power that solo and perhaps jimmy uso which i think is a little unfair but whatever can bring coming out of this and it's like well if you give jim uso really kind of confusing and uninteresting storylines absolutely that's going to undercut him yep it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah i agree what what was your conspiracy theory well it's it's related to um later on when we see jay and the ah, okay raw smackdown situation i will remind you about that then okay I will try to remind you. I will try to remember. So we also, you know, it it wouldn't be our show if we didn't talk about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Mm. Um, they had a very short match with Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wilde. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how nice. These two. <laughs> I know. And it was like kind of squashy. <laughs> it was a little squashy. I was like, oh, my God what's her face and so and so are here and then it's like oh there they went <laughs> I, know, I know um this whole segment was really like obviously i love seeing the street profits that like turned into this whole segment because they yes. were like ships passing in the night um i have to point out one really funny thing when cole tried to float the the name suit profits for street <laughs> yes and Corey was like I don't know if that's going to stick, Cole. <laughs> like, I loved his like meta commentary. <laughs> Not your best work, Michael, but you know what? Let's see how this plays out. Oh, it was so good. But um, I'm always happy when Sammy and KO exist in the, in the world. Mm-hmm. And I... <sighs> I know not every single match has to have like a storyline behind it, right? They can have wrestling no. matches just to have wrestling matches. Um... I just thought it was funny that like this match ended and then Sammy went so hard against Judgment Day. <laughs> like, I know. We're going Which, to uh, murder you and eat your innards. 
spoilers that becomes a little embarrassing in retrospect but he couldn't have known <laughs> on friday so night intense. it was very very i feel like ko is an incredible influence on him like if left to his own devices sammy would be like we're gonna have a good clean fight a eh? and we're just gonna see the good guys come out on top but he spends weeks and weeks with ko and he's like i'm gonna fuck you gently with a chainsaw <laughs> so much that's where we're age. headed <laughs> You had also um, mentioned the Street Profits. And I just, I wanted to touch on one thing with this. Like, they're doing a lot of like, you know, Bobby talks about how great they are. And they're like, no, man, it's all you, all the success you brought us, all yeah, this it's stuff. Weird. It's giving multi level marketing scams so <laughs> hard. I, I don't understand what all the success Bobby has brought them. Like, I don't see them holding titles. I don't, they haven't been wrestling at all, basically. I don't understand what's happening. They've been looking dapper, but I feel like they usually look pretty dapper. Yeah, he got him some suits. I don't know if that equals success. I am guessing that like Montez's through line is just really strong and he's got like a hundred representatives underneath him. Maybe. And because of that, at the quarterly meeting, he is going to get the pink SUV, Mary Kay yeah. style. He's selling Amway like nobody's business. Mm, I literally, in my notes, have Amway written down. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to, I wanted to see if you were feeling that one too. I get it. Once you, I, I didn't notice it at first, but once you brought it up, like, yeah, it's, it was a weird, it was a weird segment to me. Like so many things that happened on SmackDown, it was a weird vibe. Yes, very weird. Um, so after this we revisit our friends Miz and los angeles night um you know long story short Miz still hates la night and la night still soaks his jeans in the tub before putting them on <laughs> he really does um what did you what did you think about this back and forth that these two fine young gentlemen have i thought it was really good like mm -hmm. i it felt very genuine it felt like yeah. I mean, I think if I didn't know anything about LA Knight's background, I don't know if it would have felt as real, but like knowing that he's been around for fucking ever and he's just now like getting some recognition. Yeah. Um, the, I had mentioned this to you uh, before we started recording, but mm -hmm. I, I'm very tired of the storyline where two dudes are fighting and they're going to bring like other dudes partner into it. And like, yeah, I'm going to fuck your wife. Yeah. The, I'm going to fuck your wife storyline. It's just like, mm -hmm. can we not do this anymore? Like it's really gross. And I know if, like he's trying to do heel type things, but like there's other things you can do, my dude. If you want to bring the wife and family angle into it, talk about like how you're going to take away all the things that Miz and his family enjoy by basically, you know, taking yeah. his place. Yeah. That's fair game. But like, it's always gross to me. I think it's extra gross because Maurice dealt with a pretty serious stalking situation at one point and Ugh. ended up leaving wrestling for a time because of it. So I feel like we never need to involve her in this kind of discourse ever. No. And I don't know. I mean, do they talk about these things beforehand? Like, do you think like Los Angeles was like, hey, man, can I mention Maurice? Like, I don't, I don't know how these things work. 
I mean, I think my sense has always been that there's probably some like, I'm going to say this, and you're going to say this, and these are the things that we're being asked to say. But I also think the I'm going to bang your wife is such <laughs> a standard burn in these situations. It really is. That I'm, I'm guessing this is a culture where it may go without saying that it's like a normal yeah. thing to say. I just, I'm just so tired of like, mm-hmm. I'm just so tired of it. <laughs> so tired of like rape as being like this tool to punish people. I, I, like, I, uh, I'm so, so tired I don't. Of it. I don't think it reads like rape to me. I think it's more like I'm going to emasculate you and show your wife that I am like the dominant one and she is going to crawl into my arms, which is disgusting in a different way. That yeah. doesn't make it okay or nice. It's just like, ugh. It's just all gross. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it lives uh, in the same universe. <laughs> it's like of just it's yuck. A- it's a discourse that needs to die, right? Like if, if wrestling really is for everyone, which seems to be the direction that we want to head in, not just on this podcast, but in professional wrestling in general, then wrestling needs to give up some of these tropes. Mm-hmm. Little this by little. one to start with. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, you know, this, uh, this ends with some excitement, some back and forth. Miz gets the better of LA Knight, but then LA Knight chases after and beats him up a little, and the refs and JB Noble have to break them apart. But before mm-hmm. it ends, LA Knight comes up with an amazing new threat. He says, you will get stomped out. <laughs> like a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Like Everything he says is so dumb, and I can't get enough of it. <laughs> uh, I wonder if he saw Stomp and was like... How do I work this into my repertoire? I know stomping is going to play a part. (laughs) He brings trash can lids to the next (laughs) man. On that delightfully stompy note, is there anything else you'd like to talk (laughs) about for SmackDown before we transition into payback? No, I'm just really ready to talk about payback. (laughs) Let's talk about payback. Um, This was a a night of highlights for me. I don't know about you. Uh, It was nonstop amazing. Like, there were some things I was like, oh, that's just fine. But for the most part, it was great, 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 great. Mm-hmm. So we started with a match that sort of put the cap on a rivalry that I was admittedly very tired of. Um, we've got yeah. Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus in a steel cage. Um, these two went so hard. Trish was so covered in bruises. Uh-huh that goose egg on her head i'm like oh my god i just kept screaming about that like once i saw it i just kept yelling about her forehead i couldn't stop Mm -hmm. there were a lot of like nice little moments during this match like um i think trish did the widow's peak in tribute to victoria that was her finisher and victoria had the first cage match with lita and then becky did a twist of fate so it was like kind of like these nice little throwbacks like yeah this is important this means something which i think got lost in some of the doldrums of this feud i think it really did um i think this match i don't know what i expected from this match but it exceeded whatever expectations those were like it was so stressful to watch and like mm-hmm. i feel like that's kind of a good thing in wrestling the the superplex like 
when like Trish was like still on the top of the cage and like yeah. they jumped off, I almost started crying. Like I was so <laughs> I was so afraid something horrible was going to happen. I was so upset by this that whole move that I was just like, Oh my god, oh my god, someone's gonna die. So I think one thing Trish Stratus is not a young competitor anymore. And when she was in the peak of her career, women's wrestling was not what it is today. Yeah. But like all that aside, she is not afraid to go really hard and take a shit ton of bumps. Like she ugly, goes so nasty hard. bumps. Yeah. She just completely throws everything at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... Oh, go ahead. I have a new thought. So go ahead. I just, I felt like this was a, a very, very nice way to end this. Like they mm -hmm. got a, this is awesome chant. Like the crowd was so into it. You had mm -hmm. that feeling like you forget you're watching something scripted and you're just so into every minute of it. So, yeah. Um, what did you think of Becky's outfit? I didn't like the flesh colored plasticky <laughs> bits. If that's what you're asking. <laughs> it looked like she was wearing like clear band-aids all over her body. It was so creepy. It's like, are you hoping that we think that's your skin? Because first of all, I wouldn't want people to think that if I were you, Becky. It was very, very strange. What did you think about the end? Like the end end of it? Well, I think, you know, we've had, we've had some upstart moments from Zoe, mm -hmm. right? You know, so was I, was I super surprised that when Trish came up short, the things did not go well between them. No, I wasn't super surprised. What about you? I wasn't either. Um, I liked that Zoe shut the door on them, like, the, yes. like for the two of them to fight. I was like, okay, round two, let's go. Poor Trish. Like, um, I did write down unironically, thank you, Trish, after this match. Because seriously, she killed it. Um, thank you, Trish. Thank you, Becky. Do you think we're going to see much of her after this? I don't. I think we are probably going to have her transition right out of the narrative at this point. Okay. That's my guess. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to having her around, but I would question what we'd have her do at this point. Yeah. No, I agree. And it seems like, you know, based on what happened on Monday, that Zoe is moving on in other directions. So. Mm-hmm. Which, so, yeah, I guess. I, well, we're not. Can I mention it? Can we talk about it real quick? From no, Monday, even though Ab shut your yes, of course. Uh, I like that Shayna and Zoe wrestled. Like I, I yeah. wasn't like super invested, but I was really glad they wrestled because I feel like these two are really well matched for each other. Also, mm -hmm. Shayna's eye makeup improving. Good job, Shayna. Rhonda's Maybe like, she's Rhonda's gone. Her makeup's getting better. Maybe she's like, I've got these newly healed orbital sockets. I am going to dress them up. <laughs> she just Nothing will lot, stop me. She just looked like, she looked good. I'm just really hoping that they don't just bury Shayna again. That's kind of my dream too. It yeah. also, it was nice to have them face off again because the last time they did, if you remember, it was right after Survivor Series. And Shayna was literally like <laughs> a leaky package of hamburger meat with some bones left in it. Like she she'd was been so tired, so severely. Yeah. yeah, it was not a fun match to watch. No, so it was nice to see them both at their best. Mm -hmm. It was good. Well, after this, you know, you might have been wondering where's John Cena. I thought he was hosting <laughs> Payback. He finally <laughs> remembered he was in fact hosting uh, Payback. He's very very excited. 
And he lets us know that he's going to be the special guest referee for The Miz and LA Knight, which is up next. So, like, this segment kind of confused me because he made that announcement and then, like, Miz interrupted. So I was like, so is it happening now? And then Los Angeles interrupted. And I was like, well, are are we doing it now? When is it happening? I'm confused. And then all of a sudden they were wrestling each other. It's like, are are you guys gonna you gonna do this? Are we just gonna yell at each other some more? I'll accept either, but it just seemed I, like it just kind of like rolled into it without any like introductions mm-hmm. or anything. No fanfare. Yeah. I also liked that um, the Miz. You know, he was very critical of John Cena's choices as a guest host, but he said he dressed like a Teletubby. I don't think that's accurate. I think he just no. dresses like a middle aged dad. I don't get the Teletubby thing. I don't either. I. Also, can I just (laughs) sorry? Can I just say I wanted to like I just was like kept screaming at the TV because John Cena was counting so fucking slowly until, of course, the last count. I was like, John Cena, come on, man! (laughs) You fancy yourself an actor now? Act. He was acting the incredible tension in this match of trash talk titans Ugh, that's that's what was happening you're just you're not understanding his method i guess i'm not <laughs> oh my god i just like was getting so frustrated i know so for me one of the best things about this match was when los angeles arrived mm-hmm. and everyone was so behind him mm-hmm. it was so nice he looked like he might cry a little it must have felt amazing mm-hmm mm-hmm and i mean i i don't know did this match surprise you in any way it was pretty much what i thought would happen yeah it was what i thought would happen it was not it wasn't like a super exciting match i mean it was it was a good match but i wasn't like stressing out i was glad that los angeles won same Um, i still keep wondering though like when he's gonna get some higher stakes things happening like is this going to work into it is this kind of an on-ramp to something more that he's he's won this now can he challenge somebody else like or are they just going to keep this rivalry going and if so why um i guess because he hasn't stolen maurice from Miz yet so maybe it's got to go until then but that's true he's he's still got to claim her heart so we'll see yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm curious as to whether, like, I guess whether John Cena will continue to play a role in any of this because we've got yeah. the premium live event, but it doesn't seem like it. And I mean, That's at the like, end, we sort of. I'm sorry. Is that this weekend? Okay. I, you know, I don't know. It's not televised me... here. I know that. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Not seeing a lot of information about that superstar spectacle yeah i am not i'm not having a lot of luck finding anything but so we'll have to stay tuned for that but at the end of this you know la knight did get like the nice little show of respect from cena yes uh not that he really appreciated it which is very los angeles no it is and he was like super suspicious he's just like Mm -hmm. um no and then he was like okay i'll shake your hand old man i think he really needs to work on his trust you know like he's got to open his heart a little let some of those tears out maybe i think he's been burned a lot so Mm. i don't know 
Well, I uh, guess, you know, we'll just see what's what's coming around the river bend here. Open your heart to me. It's so beautiful. LA. So beautiful. Okay. <laughs> After this, uh, we have another match with not very much heart opening. We've got Austin Theory versus Rey Mysterio for the U.S. Championship, but that's not all we have. We have another cursed match presented by Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> they didn't really advertise it that way, did they? It wasn't like presented by Cinnamon nope. Toast Crunch. It was just like Cinnamon Toast Crunch was everywhere all of a sudden. I wonder if like people hated all the branded matches so much at WrestleMania. They're like, guys, we got to chill. We got to chill with the cereal. It could be. I mean, Dad sometimes does listen. And he really does, which we'll get to later in this episode. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Dad. But, like, it was crazy because at one point they had it up on the Titantron. They had it on the LEDs around the ring. And then, like, it was everywhere you could look. And then they popped up a little rectangle with Cinnamon Toast Crunch in it. And I was like, guys, I get it. Like, get where it. was the rectangle? Like it's in the bottom of the screen. Like oh, they I didn't pop see up it. a little ad or something. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> Absolutely they really crazy. Don't want you to miss it. Too much cinnamon toast crunch. Um, I'm really curious how they like negotiate these ad things. Like I know. Like okay, we'll give you a hologram before the match, and we'll give you the LEDs around the ring. Yeah, but like we also need a Chiron or something. Like, oh, I can't mm-hmm. give you a Chiron. How about a little rectangle in the corner? What what if Mysterio is dressed in the mascot <laughs> outfit? We can't do that, but we'll incorporate the brand colors into his costume. How about that? What if Austin Theory tries to drown Rey Mysterio in a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch? Okay, now we're getting into things that are a little more interesting. I know, I'd watch that. Uh, um there was a moment in this where uh, Michael Cole said one of the worst things I can imagine anyone ever saying. Oh no, what was it? Corey said, Cole, can you think of anyone who rose so quickly through the ranks as Austin Theory? And Michael Cole, without a minute of hesitation, says Randy Orton. Ooh. Don't compare them, Michael. Yikes. Never. Terrible. Like, I'm usually on your side, Cole. I'm a big fan, but that was icky that's brutal i'm sorry that's brutal did you uh, oh sorry did you see the sign that someone had in the audience that said austin i'm a moron theory <laughs> it was at the top of my notes Plus such a mean sign <laughs> it's so simple. it was beautifully straight to the point it, it really did not pussy foot around very it, concise uh, yeah <laughs> i i love that sign that was one of the best signs i saw all night to be quite oh frank. it was amazing incredible tell me your thoughts about this one um i didn't think austin theory would win like i mm-hmm. i think i had picked ray probably just because the heart wants what the heart wants yeah i will give austin i think he sold really well yeah i mean i'm gonna give him that i'll give um, him that too for sure it was this was the least interesting match of the night for me those were kind of my feelings as well. And a night of highlights, this was like, well, this is fine. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a Rey Mysterio match. Like, I haven't really seen, like, a holy shit Rey Mysterio match in a really long time. And that's not that's not his fault. It's just, like, the stakes aren't that high. I don't know. Well, it's, it's tough, too, because, like, you know, Rey is not at the dawn of his career. 
his body is different than it was when he was at the dawn of his career or even 10 years ago. I mean, he and still puts himself through it, but woo. Absolutely. Like he has given it his all, but like, I don't fault any wrestler for having to like take a step down. No, I don't either. Like at that point. Um, also, Austin Theory is just boring. I'm just, I'm going to keep saying that as long as anyone yes. is listening. He really is. So, you know, nice, nice moment for the LWO. They all seem very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, after this one, we have one of my favorite, maybe my favorite match of the night. Uh, KO and Sami Zayn versus Finn Balor, Damian Priest for the tag team titles in a Steel City street fight. This was an incredible match. This was nuts. Absolutely was nuts. Super nuts. KO wrestled in jeans. <laughs> Skis in his jeans. <laughs> He's from Canada. He wrestles in his jeans. He probably does ski in his jeans, if we're being honest. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Damien was so bedazzled. Did you see how shiny he was? He had so many, he, like, chains. and He was at his most Cenobite. And then <laughs> later, Rhea came out, and they were kind of like a matched set. I know. Like, their embellishments were the same. And I was like, you guys are the best BFFs in the whole world i love you well and was it cole pointed out that ria's outfit was an homage to china yes yep i was like that's really nice very reminiscent of some of her looks so i thought that was nice too um when we saw the first trash can <laughs> i immediately knew that finn was going in that trash can <laughs> i love the oscar I... the grouch trash cans i love them so much because i feel like you can hit people really hard with those and they're so flimsy that I don't think it does a lot of damage, but it's really satisfying to watch them dent. Yeah. It feels like, it feels like brutality is happening at a maximum level. Yeah. Do you have a favorite, a favorite moment from this match? I have a most upsetting moment. <laughs> that... Well then I'm going to, I'm going to do my favorite moments first and then we'll okay. go, we'll go to the most upsetting. Okay. So, um, there is a point where the Judgment Day is sort of debating about how they're going to proceed in this match, and all of a sudden, Ko and Sammy <laughs> reappear from where they've been, and they've got hockey jerseys and hockey sticks. It was amazing. They're also wearing goalie gloves at one point. They're beautiful. And, and then eventually, uh, other people get the sticks and have no idea what to do with them. Like no. only the Canadians can wield the sticks. Yes. Is hockey a big deal where you're from? Uh, it's not the biggest, no. Oh, okay. Where I'm from, it's a huge deal. And every little boy grows up playing hockey. So this spoke to me. Hit you on a visceral level. It was so cute. I loved it. There was also uh, when KO goes up to basically a, the first level of the elevated seats up on a barricade and does a swanton off onto a worrying amount of the table and Dominic Mysterio. Uh, this is, that was my most upsetting part. Again, I nearly started crying because it was so oh. awful to watch. Like he barely hit Dominic in the table. 
I know. I was like, hey, you got to get more. You got. And then get he more, wasn't buddy. there Monday, so I don't know if he's injured again. <laughs> I assume like giving him some rest. I think he's still in an ice bath. Oh my god! He's just like Sammy. Leave me alone. I called into work. I just, uh, um, I laughed really hard when Ko hit somebody with a hockey stick, and Graves was like, "That's slashing." <laughs> Well, Graves is a Pittsburgh boy, so I mean, he he did is have he? a stake. He I, is, yes, yeah. Really he was funny. very invested in like the Steelers being represented with love. And um, respect. Uh, I wanted to die when I saw Finn's spine. Yeah, that was pretty upsetting. Um, and anytime, like I've said before, anytime anybody lands on a bunch of chairs, I'm just like, this is the worst possible outcome. I feel like. Maybe I just want to remember, but I feel like I remember a time when if you landed on an assembled chair, it would sort of collapse under you. Um, and it feels I'm, like now you just bounce off them. I'm wondering if because they set up like multiples, if your weight spreads out across them so they don't collapse. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. I don't know. I mean, I what am a physicist. <laughs> so there's a lot of interference in this match you know we've got dirty mm -hmm. dom he comes out he gets taken out then your boy jd mcdonough appears with a very neat man bun very well-groomed man bun yeah um and then i think in your honor ko just destroyed him yeah i loved that a whole lot the way he threw him into the announce desk should be a hate crime <laughs> it's really but then K.O. Like, oh, got God. his ass handed to him. So, As is the tradition, Mommy appeared to take out K.O. I need him to come back. And Sammy's like, all right, we got to focus on getting the tag titles back. And he's like, yeah, that's great, Sammy. But first, but yeah. first, I am fighting Rhea. I need I just, that. I would love that so much. That's such a K.O. thing to do, right? He is very gender neutral when it comes to fighting. Mm -hmm. He will fight anyone. He, doesn't he knows it would be more sexist not to fight her. Exactly. Equal she's opportunity kicking. Right. Like she's not she's not a shy violet. She's ready. Um so I don't know. I had felt like this way before, but I've decided like I you know how like suplexes freak me out. I feel mm. like the exploder freaks me out even the exploder's more. Exploder's terrifying, especially in the corner like that. It is so, it's such close quarters. Like, it's, I just, I don't, that one really scares me. The The fact that he has never killed or seriously injured yeah. anyone with that is, like, amazing. Well, and he's wrestled people who are much taller than he is, and that's got to be hard to do. I mean, granted, the person being exploded has to, like, fold properly, but still, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to say something crude about the person being exploded folding properly. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing my best. Um, I guess I kind of said it. Can I mention something at the end of this match that I yes. really loved? Of course you can. What is Did it? Did you see Sammy holding KO at the end? Like, it's okay, little buddy. Well, we get there because, uh, you know, <sighs> Dirty Dom saves the day. Ugh. Yeah. helps Finn get the pin and our boys are out of their championships and as you noted um 
at the end, there's this really heartbreaking hug between Sammy yeah. and Ko, where Ko is just kind of like sitting there, like Sammy, don't touch me, my spine is broken. I was and Sammy's like it's okay. I was really shocked that they lost I the was, titles. I think I was more disappointed than shocked because I love them. Look, it's not that I don't want to see Damien and Finn have a great run as tag champions. I just really love Sammy and Ko exactly. and don't want them to ever not be champions. I guess I thought they would lose their titles at like a bigger pay-per-view or something if they lost mm -hmm. them. And given, you know, dad's love of long title reigns, I thought, you know, they'd hold it for a little while longer at least because it was so epic the way they won them. I know. It's, I'm very, very curious to see what happens coming out of this. Like, mm -hmm. are we going to have a feud building, building back to a rematch? Are they going to go do something else for a while? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. So after this moment of highs and lows, we moved on to the Grayson Waller effect oh. with Cody Rhodes. So um, weird. Grayson doing the woe arms during Cody's entrance music was really endearing. It was. That was cute. Mm -hmm. I'll give him that. Did this feel like a momentum killer to you? Like, I just felt like I felt like we had like these matches going and then all of a sudden it was like, boom, talk show. I guess because it was a big announcement, it didn't. Yeah. Well, I guess. So I guess I made that note before that announcement happened. So I suppose it might have changed my mind at one point. But I felt like going well, into it, I was like, oh, I think it's fair, though, right? You're like, it, you're at a super high. Yeah. Right. Like the fever pitch of the show is at a really high level. And then it's like, let's take it down for a minute. You're like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So it's I, like a I dance. think, yes, you're ready for like a few more heart pounding songs. And instead the DJ puts on something to slow dance to. And you're like, oh, mm -hmm. exactly. I get that. Um, so during the segment, uh, Cody says that he saw a wrong that he felt needed to be righted on SmackDown because he is a fucking busybody. He really is. And Dude he, loves used, the he used his pull, all his Cody Rhodes American Nightmare pull, to do <laughs> one of the greatest things. Dad couldn't get it done for us, so Cody did it. I mean, that's not really fair. He brought main event Jay Uso to Raw. So, so exciting. The note I wrote was, oh my God, does this mean he's back with KO and Sammy? <laughs> oh my God, right? That was my oh first my God. thought. Um, we got to talk about what happened when uh, Jay's music hit. We talked about this a little before. <laughs> Jay's got new music. And now it says, it's just me, Oos. <laughs> so dumb <laughs> i don't think i noticed that until i think raw like mm -hmm. i didn't wasn't really paying close enough attention to the music and i was just like yeah. is that really happening right now is that what's happening it's just the choice we made i told <laughs> i told my husband like you know how at the top of a resume you can put like your objective or like a yeah. summary from now on, I'm not doing that. I'm just putting my name, my address, my email address, and it's just me, Oos. <laughs> they can hire me or not based on that information. Oh my God. I was like, it's just me. It's just me, Oos. 
It's like you've startled someone and they don't recognize you at first. You're like, it's just me, Us. It's okay. Oh, my Lord. Um, <laughs> oh, Jay, bless you. Bless Jay's heart. Um, it does seem like everyone is very excited for this. I mean, we saw it at Payback. We'll see it again on Raw. Uh, yeah. The people like that Monday Night Raw is going to get a little oozy. I was so excited to see him back. I I had saw I had I had seen some thing posted online where they're like, "Well, Jay's going to be back for Fastlane because he's in the fucking promo for Fastlane." I'm like, "Okay, mm-hmm. way to fucking spoil it, WWE." I like, know. Jesus Christ, can we hold on to some mystery week to week? But I was so happy to see him back. I love Jay. What if spoiling it in the pay-per-view ads is dad's way of saying, uh, cool your jets, <laughs> calm down, and quit your bitching. I've, I've, I'm on this. To us? Just to yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look, I got this. I definitely expect dad to cater <laughs> pay-per-view ads around yeah. our needs and wants. Well, I mean, he catered quite a few things to our needs and wants on okay. Saturday and Monday, so I don't know. Thank you, Dad. Before we leave this segment, um, one thing that really got me about this was I love seeing my favorites succeed, especially when I feel like, you know, they haven't always had the opportunity to do that. And when Cody came out, everyone was so excited to see him, which is not unusual. Yeah. But it was like so loud, so intense. Everyone was so psyched. Like, I got like a little emotional, like, oh my God. And then it was Jay getting the same thing. And I was like, it's my guys. It was really exciting for Jay to get that recognition. I was like, Mm -hmm. it's about goddamn time. (laughs) Yep. It's the Jayseph supremacy and the rest of us are just living in his world now. I love you, Jayseph. I love you so much, (laughs) Jayseph. After this, we go back to wrestling. We've got Raquel Rodriguez versus Rhea Ripley for the women's championship. Ugh. <laughs> tell me your tell me your thoughts and feelings. Um, I didn't Thanks take a ton this. of notes because I really was just like watching the match. Um, Same. Raquel's ring gear was fun. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, her hair was very late '90s, early 2000s butterfly clip vibe. I don't remember yes. what era that's from. With the little beads. Yes. Um, I. Th- I think I jinxed Rhea Ripley at one point because I was like, I don't think I would wrestle with a septum ring in Rhea. And then I believe it was ripped out of her face at some point. She did have some blood in the area. Uh huh. And I was just like, uh, uh, as someone who has a septum ring, that I, the idea of that is just absolutely horrifying to me to have it ripped out of your face. That's such a solid place to have a piercing pulled from. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not like your ear cartilage or what. I mean, she just recently lost that thing that was in like, you know, the little like skin thing that go, connects your lip to your gums. Oh, that's called a smile. Smiley. Piercing, I think. Yeah. Smiley. Yeah. She lost that in the ring. I'm like, girl, girl. I just I want to like sit people. I want to sit wrestlers down who have like facial piercings and like show them clips of Jeff Hardy having things like ripped out of his face and matches and be like, see, this is why we don't do this anymore. It's not worth it. It's expensive. It's wasteful. It's painful. <sighs> don't do it. Um, I, there was this part of me when I was watching this match that was like, 
I wanted to, I wanted it to be faster paced, but then I yes. checked I checked myself though, and I was like, look, these two women are smashy smashy, mm-hmm. and like it's not gonna be that kind of match. It's not gonna be like if one of them were like a faster person maybe it would like they'd match that energy but they're both Absolutely. just like these big muscular women who just want to like smash each other to death so once i kind of settled back and was like okay i'm gonna accept this for them being like goliaths who are battling it out it's not gonna be super fast paced and i can kind of accept that i think i there was still a part of me that really wanted that that i wanted more energy because like we saw Rhea and charlotte charlotte's not a like a smashy smashy giant but like she's, she's a, a powerhouse bit. though i mean yeah. that's always who she is and that felt a little more fast-paced so i don't mm-hmm. i don't what do you think about that do you think i'm being like unfair or well first of all i think a preference is never unfair right yeah like you wanted to see a little more go in that match that's your privilege as a fan i felt the same way i could not get charlotte versus Rhea out of my head Mm -hmm. and i guess what i tried to remind myself is that charlotte is an extremely seasoned competitor yeah Rhea is a growing star right like she's amazing we think there's nothing she can't do but she's also still like defining that yeah and raquel's in the same place yeah so like i would imagine if you watch today charlotte versus becky that would have a very different feel and flavor to it than Rhea versus raquel and not just because of their different styles but because of just the experience level yeah that's so i think your critique is absolutely fair but you can still say yeah for what they do it was it was a very good match yeah but once again you know, Michael Cole said it best. Dirty Dom is the MVP because Dirty Dom interferes and uh, yeah. Rhea retains. It was funny to see Rhea actually look smallish because she never looks smallish and Raquel can make her look smallish. And it was just like, what is happening? <laughs> I always, I think we've talked about this. Like she has such a big presence that sometimes I forget she's not yeah. actually a very tall person. Yeah, she's it's like she should be like six foot five and about 500 mm-hmm. pounds. <laughs> she's just like all encompassing, but she's not. She and Damien should be roughly the same size. I think it's also because her shoulders are so broad. You're like, well, yeah. obviously you are seven feet tall. She's seven feet tall in our hearts. I'll give her that. That's true. She is. Six After- foot 20. <laughs> Killing for fun. <laughs> Ah. After this one, we have a little interlude with Cena backstage. He's doing some stuff that I could not follow and also did not try very hard to follow. Um, yeah, he tries <laughs> He tries to interview Finn and Damien about their win. They are very proud of themselves. Finn mm-hmm. is maybe a little more proud than he ought to be. I'm just going to be honest. And we learn the fast lane is coming in October, which we already knew, but it, it's nice to have those things confirmed for us. What what is what is Fastlane the Fastlane two? Is it Fastlane to Survivor Series? Is that the No, I, it's just called Fastlane, I think. Oh, okay. I thought yeah, it had I some don't... kind of relative like I don't what does Fastlane have to do with wrestling? I just I have questions, it's, Dad. It's La Push, baby. <laughs> okay. It's 
La Push. La Fast Lane. <laughs> okay, I'll watch if you stop saying La Fast Lane. Uh, I can never stop saying it. <laughs> so after this, we have our main event. Uh, yeah. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the heavyweight title. Uh, Seth comes out in this thing. He's a weather balloon. He's a gilded Jiffy Pop. He's a melted golden ticket, a Ferrero Rocher wrapper. He's just shiny. I felt like he was being birthed from a golden vagina. <laughs> yes. Yes. He was sprung forth onto this earth was amazing. from a gilded vagina. So poofy. And then Shinsuke is like, that's nothing. I have this beautiful room, but I also have this incredible anime style entrance video. It was incredible. It was amazing. I was just like, this is, this is like, it was like WrestleMania levels of introduction. It was so fucking cool. I was really glad that he like had that opportunity to do a little bit of a creative entrance because, you know, as they were talking about, he hasn't had that many pay-per-view moments, you know? Nope. And Which is crazy. <laughs> my spouse was like yelling at the TV. He's like, what the fuck have you been doing? Why not? <laughs> so upset. Valid critique. Fair-minded critique. I know. It's true. I have so few notes about this <laughs> because I just enjoyed it so much. <sighs> it was so good. Mm -hmm. I... I really wrote that was nuts. Like that was yeah. kind of like my main thing about this whole match. Like it was crazy. I, there was part of me. So there was part of me that like, um, like wanted Damien to cash in anyway. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Piled up in the judgment day. Um, I was sad. I mean, I, it was fine with, for, with me that, that Seth retained. I really wanted Shinsuke to win because I love I Shinsuke. Too. And I feel like, I feel like it could still happen, right? Once we, you know, uh, what follows on Raw, we kind of get a little bit more of that. So I, I think it could still happen. So I'm like crossing fingers, but the, the match did not disappoint at all. I don't, I have questions about the back stuff and like the timeline of the back stuff because mm -hmm. like, I, to me, it sounded like his back has been injured for a long time. Yeah. And he's never said anything about it. But now all of a sudden, it's like every move he makes, he's like, oh, my back. <laughs> like, no my matter back. what. So I just, I'm just kind of like, are we, I feel like we're pushing toward something bigger. Like I keep saying, like, is Seth leaving for a while? Right. So I got the impression well, no, I shouldn't say the impression. Throughout that match, I felt like they sold the backstory line very, very well. Like, uh -huh. they didn't make it hokey, but they kept it top of mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like he's working with the kind of injury that a lot of wrestlers work with. These sort of, mm -hmm. like, persistent injuries sometimes are very hard to deal with and sometimes are not a big deal. You know? Yeah. Like, they wax and wane, you have flare-ups, whatever. It does feel like we are leading up to Seth dropping that title and going away for a while. Yeah. Which, I mean, he deserves. Nobody works harder than Seth. I know. I mean, it was a lot of mixed feelings for me because I love Seth. I was happy to see him win, but I want Shinsuke to have that win. I feel like he really deserves it. I know. So, yeah. Was it you who was telling me Shinsuke was an MMA dude? Yeah, he's got some, like, uh, octagon experience. Not like UFC or anything, but I think he's he's done that. He's so, like, lanky. I can't imagine him 
lanking around the octagon or the well, non his, re- his reach would be nuts. <laughs> I know. You know? Uh, I just, uh, he delights me so much. I just need more Shinsuke. He's really wonderful. I wish we could have more Shinsuke in everything we did. You know, be great. So with that said. Yes. Are you... <laughs> Sorry, I was so excited I preempted you. We're not going to talk about Raw this week. Thanks, guys. It's been great. I'm going to cry forever. Get it together. <laughs> Are you ready to get Raw in our feelings, in our hearts? It's just me, <laughs> Yes, it's just me, So uh, this is how we eat things over to Raw. It is, uh, it's just him, Oos. Jason is here. Um, everyone is so happy to see him. Everyone in that arena is on their feet. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Um, Jay has no idea how long he's been gone. He reminds <laughs> us that he hit his breaking point with his family on national television. But then Cody calls him and becomes an ooze, as uh-huh. all people, places, and things eventually do. Yep. And uh, yeet. Jay will now be main eventing Mondays on his own. I mean, this is so exciting. So, but it gets more exciting. It gets even more exciting. I like they gave him like his proper entrance. Like he had time to like go to the corners, face the crowd, pump everybody up. I loved that. Like give him his say say it's Monday Night Raw. You know, yeah, he was so excited. I love that. That was really cute. He knows he's got enemies, but he's he's ready to take them on. He also has frenemies. <laughs> he also he has Sami Zayn because oh out <laughs> out comes Sami Zayn, and all I typed was, "Dad, I love you," and I, I do. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, Dad, for making this happen for us. Thank you, Dad. I <laughs> I just wrote down, "Oh my God, they're gonna get back together." <laughs> They're so bad for each other, but they can't stay away. Oh, God. I just, I think in fan fiction, I love Same. wrestling when it's romantic. I know. It's, I just love it. <laughs> it's really easy to get there because wrestling is sort of built around this idea of like intense, complicated bonds, right? And then yes. they just get destroyed and reformed and destroyed and reformed. Um, speaking of how easy it is to get there, can I read you an excerpt from Sammy's, uh, soliloquy? I don't know if it was his addressing of Jay. I can tell you've been waiting for this, so yes. (sighs) Now this is excerpted, so it's not, um, the entire thing, but just points of interest. K.O. isn't even here tonight. This is about you and me. I'm happy that you're here. I know what's in your heart. Yeah, he does. What do you want us to do with this information, Dad? What else am I supposed to do? I mean, I guess you're treading into the uh, intentional fallacy. It doesn't matter what Dad wants us to do with this information. It's out in the world. That's true. Oh, my God. Ours what now. A what a gift. Um, There are so <laughs> many amazing moments in this. Sammy, like telling like jay that he's become who he's always been in his heart i know incredible 
Um, Sammy saying he's proud of him. Jay looking like so stricken over the whole thing. <laughs> like, why hasn't anyone ever told Jay they're proud of him before? Why did this have to be the first time? I know. It uh, really was just him, Oos. When he was, when Sammy was like talking to him, I was like waiting, like, oh man, any second now, Jay's gonna like do the face wipe where he's trying not to laugh. And it like never happened. It was no. serious business. He did so good. I was I proud of him too. Because so, he was in the moment. So Sammy wants to shake hands. And I was immediately like, Ooses don't shake hands. Ooses got a hug. <laughs> that exact same thought exact but jay is like no i'm not doing it i'm not gonna shake your hand and sammy's like that's okay i'm here when you want to talk and he turns to leave I know. and then jay <laughs> gives him this glowing smile and says that wasn't very oozy of me was it <laughs> and then the hug that was felt around the world it was Sammy loves a jump hug. I don't know how to call, what else to call it, but a like a surge hug. I guess a surge hug yeah. is the way they, like Sammy is king of surge hug. And this one did not disappoint. It was magical. Is, I feel like this is a way that dudes often hug when they have a very intense relationship on television where one of them will just kind of like stride into the other one. Yeah, everything's got to be done nice. with force. But it's it's not like it's not like brutal force it's like the force of the affection driving you forward yeah it's beautiful why don't women we well, don't see women hugging like that on tv do you next next time i see you i'm gonna hug you that <laughs> way. probably gonna knock you over and we're both gonna get hurt but <laughs> get ready i'll be startled like what's happening <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, this was this was really beautiful. During this, Wade Barrett is like, Sammy Zayn has a heart of gold. It's like, yes, I know. This, is, this is accurate. Sammy does have a heart of gold. It's true. I liked that he said that. So Sammy leaves, and then Jay is leaving, and Jay is just up to the top of the ramp when who do we see but Drew frickin' McIntyre. Drew and the Scottish people are displeased to see Jay. The Scottish Union is not thrilled that Jay is here. Um, there's a big stare down. Drew is is feeling rude these days. I'm just going to put that out there. I was into this stare down. So like, if these were. two want to fight, I'm ready. Oh my God. I, I feel like we launched so many potential rivalries on Monday. So excited. I know. It's great. And, and then Sammy comes back out and is like, Drew, mm. no, come on. It's his first night, ma'am. Be cool. I just got him back. Don't kill him yet. I'm back. And then, of course, he has to do the same thing with Matt Riddle. And I don't know if you saw, but like sometime between today and Monday, Drew McIntyre posted a shot of him facing off with Jay at Raw and then a shot of the bloodline beating him down in the ring. I on did his Instagram, see that. So I did. I was like, yes, let's I was like, let's fuel this fire, boys. Big Scottish feelings rolling across the moors. I had a hot second where I was like, I thought Riddle was going to just be like, like, look grumpy, but then like, oh, welcome back, buddy, like bygones and all. But no, Matt is holding that grudge. There's no bygones. This was also a fabulous moment where you realize that like Sami Zayn, Jay Uso, Matt Riddle, these are not small men, right? No. And then no. out comes Drew and you're like, what the <laughs> fuck? 
Rick? <laughs> He's so big. It's like a tree. It's so funny. So I I think there are a lot of ways we might see all this play out, but I thought that Wade had a really good suggestion about how Jay might begin to resolve this. Ooh. What did I miss? He should buy lots of chocolates. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know that that's going to get it done, but bless your heart. Yeah. I don't know that's how you, like, fix things. You don't really fix things with chocolate, my dude, but whatever. Chocolate is nice, though. It is. I won't turn it down. So backstage, we have an interesting scenario kicking off. Uh, Ricochet is haranguing Adam Pierce about how he needs a new opportunity, but Adam Pierce doesn't care because Seth is here. And we learned that Seth is not medically cleared to be here tonight. Yeah, it really felt like Ricochet. It was like the sort of verbal equivalent of Adam putting his hand on Ricochet's face and pushing him. So rude. So rude. Um. Yes, that's not medically cleared, but you know, that's not going to stop him. That's not going to stop him. And, you know, Ricochet is like, oh, I respect you. And then Seth's like, thanks. That means a lot. And he's like, let me finish. Yeah. I respect you, but you're stupid. I know. I like that he's like, dude, you don't have to do everything. Like, it's, there's like a hundred other wrestlers that never get any uh, screen time. So just take a seat for a while, my dude. Just take a couple weeks, buddy. After this, we return to the ring. We've got Matt Riddle and Drew. They've been standing there this whole time. Mm -hmm. In fact, they kind of make a joke about it before we go to commercial break where Drew's like, where are these Vikings? Um, (laughs) So we've got those two versus the Viking Raiders in a tornado tag team match. Have you ever heard of a tornado tag team match before? I've only heard of it because last week we were talking about the dismal hardcore match in tribute to Terry Funk on SmackDown. And my spouse was like, why didn't they just have like a Texas tornado match? Because he was kind of like known for those. So it feels like they were like, oh shit, why don't we do this? Your spouse is so smart. I know he he is very smart and very patient. And I appreciate both of those things. At first, before they like explained the rules, I was like, how many different ways are they going to repackage? Like no DQ matches. (laughs) I know. But I, it was kind of fun. I mean, that's like a fatal, not a fatal four-way, but a fatal two-way. <laughs> it's a fatal multi-way, and that's all we can say about it. <laughs> um, I, The hug and toss move that Drew and Matt <laughs> yes. it yes. fucking stresses me out the door. Like, I'm so scared that something horrible is going to happen to Matt. I was like, I know you don't like Matt, but that doesn't mean you can just kill him. <laughs> it's not a thing. It's pretty cute, though. It is pretty cute. And like Matt ultimately seemed into it. Like they fought over who was going to get the tables. They got the tables. That was adorable when he ordered him to get the tables. And Drew was like, um, I'm sorry, what? I will crush I, you. I don't get the tables in this relationship. <laughs> you get the tables. Yeah. So, you know, everything is going along. I thought this match was really fun. But then Kofi appears and he wants some payback on the Viking Raiders because as we learn, Xavier Woods is out with a cervical issue and I immediately was like I don't think there's anything wrong with his cervix and then immediately remembered that (laughs) cervical issue can mean a host of things. It's usually the neck. (laughs) Usually the neck. So uh, you know Godspeed Xavier with all the cervixes that you may be trying to heal Um, but this causes you know a little kerfluffle in the ring and unfortunately, due to Kofi, uh, Drew gets knocked out, Matt goes through a table, and the Viking Raiders get the win. 
I thought Drew was going to get up and rip Kofi's head off of his body. I did too. He's really, he's really, really angry. Yeah. I don't and think it's going to be resolved anytime soon. <laughs> you know, we see they kind of beef backstage a little too. Yeah. Do you think a Drew heel turn is finally coming? Oh, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it that way. Maybe. He's been acting kind of heelish, you know, like not his nicest self. Yeah. I mean, he whipped that chair at Xavier Woods. He did. He whipped some chairs. I think we could all agree that we don't need to whip chairs. No. I whip my chair back and forth. I whip my chair back and forth. I'm sorry, Willow Smith. After this, uh, we return from a commercial break. Seth has come to the ring, and I think he's been dancing and singing the whole time. Yep. And we learn that, you know, he tells us the match at Payback was really hard, but he's still the champ. And then mm-hmm. he's really upset because uh, Seth got pushed out of the arena in a wheelchair by Becky. Yeah. And like, there was like stuff we didn't see, right? Wasn't there like an extra attack or something that was after the cameras? Uh, it point? sounded it sounded like that. Yeah. Okay. I... I found this segment a little confusing just because mm-hmm. Seth was pushing a rematch so hard. And I was like, I don't like, did I miss why he wants the rematch so much? I think he wants the rematch to prove that he is, I mean, this may be giving them a little too much credit for depth here, but I think it's like proving to himself he can do it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not that injured. It's totally cool. I can wrestle at a high level every Monday night and sometimes on Saturday too and at all these house shows. Okay. You know, like he's kind of psyching himself into it. Like, I still got it. I'm good. I'm not damaged. And then Shinsuke does some psychological warfare. He's like, oh, I don't want to rematch. I loved that so much. It's just like, no. No, thank you. Like first he pretends petulant. not to have heard what Seth said, which was amazing. <laughs> His antics are great. I love that he was basically like, oh, when you talk, I just hear a buzzing noise, Seth. I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm sorry, what? Just, just thinking about what me? I'm going to eat no. after this. So, you know, this uh, Shinsuke does not want the rematch. Seth really does. They start to scuffle. And then Ricochet comes out to defend Seth's honor. Mm-hmm. At which point I noted wrestling is made up of busybodies. Oh, yeah. It really 100%. is. Dudes who cannot stay out of other dudes' business. Except when they absolutely need someone to get into someone's business. And then they're yes. nowhere to be found. It's like, where did you go? What were you doing? Yeah. Like, w- figure it out, man. You're either here or you're not. And, of course, after all this, you know, we see uh, Seth and Adam Pierce backstage. And Adam Pierce is like, I just don't want you to die. And Seth mm-hmm. is like, maybe I do. You're not my father. Yeah. There's a lot of you're not my dad's this week in wrestling. It's a lot of troubled daddy times. Mm-hmm. This all leads us into Ricochet versus Shinsuke. Yeah. And uh, I mean, this is a great match, right? Like anytime yeah. you get these two in the ring, it's going to be fantastic. But it's also interesting because of what's going on backstage. Where we see Damien and Rhea watching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this breaks down. Seth gets involved. Shinsuke decides he doesn't care if he wins the match. He just wants to kill Ricochet with a steel chair. Yep. But backstage, 
I thought it was interesting that Rhea is like, it's not the time for you to cash in. So like, this is something I mentioned somewhere in my notes. I don't know if it's further down, but like the judgment day is always like, there's no leader. She's the leader of the judgment day. Yes. She's obviously Michael Cole was right when he said at WrestleMania that Rhea Ripley is the leader of the judgment day. Yeah. I do not care how many dudes it hurts. She is the leader of the judgment day. She is. Like they all defer to her and everything. She makes all the decisions. She runs the show. Yeah. Well, they, they just want to be mothered. So Mm -hmm. I guess so. Mm -hmm. Or mommied such as the case may be Mm -hmm. a little bit later. um, We've got the judgment day coming to the ring. They're here purely to gloat. Yeah, it's great. Um, And I wrote down, like, I really hope like Dominic gets his flowers here because he was the real MVP of payback. He was, he showed up, he did a lot of rascaling around and it paid Mm -hmm. off and he's been in the judgment day for a year. I know. So like happy judgment birthday, Dom Dom. How do you feel about the dirty Dom nickname? I mean, I I feel like it gets me when people use it seriously. (laughs) Like later Raquel absolutely refers to him as dirty dom as if this is like a serious thing and i was like honey honey no dirty does it too and it's gross i know i don't don't like it (laughs) i i miss dom dom i like dom dom a lot i still call him that frequently but dom dom's cuter dom dom um side note today we learned from an interview clip with damien and finn that when they are traveling, it's really hard to find a place to eat because Dom Dom will not eat anything but chicken fingers. Yeah, that's very five years old of him. It's very in character. It is. Very in character. He is who he is. So this is all going really well. Everyone feels good. But then Finn wants to talk about J.D. McDonough. Yeah, I don't. No. <laughs> and that summons our boy JD and he's right. got something. Do you want to talk a little about what he brings with him to the ring? <sighs> he brings Damien a suck up present. He does. He's like, please like me. Here, man, I... here's this sweet purple briefcase I got you that says Senior Money in the Bank. And Damien nice loves it. Bit. Right. I mean, of course, Damien loves it. It has his nickname on it and it's purple. He can be canonically. Bought. He loves purple. It's true. So I think I could be bought for a customized suitcase or briefcase for my I money in the know. bank title. I don't I think, think I, I could. could. So Damien's very excited about it. Do you think, well, let's save that for a little bit later. Okay. Uh, Sammy Zane then appears and he's like, <laughs> fuck all y'all. I've had enough. You are just five, and this is my favorite Sammyism ever, <laughs> giant championship-stealing turds. It was amazing. The crowd, start, the crowd starts chanting turds and then can't get into it, and they just kind of give up, and it was incredible. It was ridiculous. And then he says that Dominic is the biggest turd of them all, which Dominic amazing. seems to like. Like, he thinks that's a really good superlative for him. <laughs> So this culminates with JD still desperate to make people like him Mm -hmm. saying that he's going to take on Sammy. 
So this is what I want to ask you. Do you think that J.D. McDonough is a hopeless people pleaser who just wants the Judgment Day to accept him? Or do you think that this is a nefarious, nefarious angle he's working? Nefarious. I I wrote down this feels so fishy because what I think is going to happen, I like Finn wants to bring him into the Judgment Day. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're going to try, he's going to try, JD's going to try and push Damien out. I think so too. Yes. Because Damien is like, I think at this point, the biggest skeptic, even though he really loves this, that briefcase. And, or, or maybe just, or isolate Finn completely. Mm -hmm. Get Finn all to himself. So that Finn leaves judgment day and he leaves judgment day. He has Finn all to himself. Right. Like, it's just a matter of what kind of dark romance novel this is exactly that that's my feeling too like i mean he's coming across real people pleaser right now which i totally identify with like (laughs) i can see myself making a custom briefcase for someone who hates me but i don't think that's the only thing that's happening here don't make a custom briefcase for anyone who hates you but then they won't hate me anymore and i will have value (laughs) don't do it you're valuable on your own (laughs) intrinsically valuable So, moving on from this, we're going to jump ahead a little bit to uh, earlier we saw Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark backstage, and they kind of decide that they are going to have a match. Now, if we remember, they previously squared up at Survivor Series, as we talked about. Um, I know we already talked about this match a little bit, but like, what, what what are your feelings about how it ended? I want to talk about the way that it ended. Um, well, I like that Shayna won. I think that makes me happy. I'm glad it wasn't just like, hey, Zoe's on a hot streak. Let's just have her beat everybody up. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like they could be setting up a nice rivalry here, and I would be interested in this rivalry. Um, I was worried it was going to be a squash match, and I'm really glad it wasn't. Yes. Um, but I don't, I'm not sure what they're going to do with Zoe yet. There's a lot of weird things happening that I'm just kind of confused about, which not necessarily in relation to this, but I just feel like there's some like loose ends that aren't, I, I, I'm trying to trust the process. It feels like we are picking up some very exciting threads and weaving them together. But as we do that, there are some very notable loose ones. I think that's a very yeah. fair observation. But I did like that they sort of parted on this like collegial, like they yeah. do the fist bump and it's cool. Like that's kind of nice. It is nice. They're like, and I think it's, I think I'm it's carving say, out. I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Game recognizes game. Okay, that's all. Yeah. And I think it's nice that Shayna's kind of like she's not really the faciest face, but like she respects her competitors. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's a nice space for her. It is. So. After this, we're right back to the Judgment Day backstage. Um, and Finn is campaigning hard for his boy, D- J.D. McDonough. Mm-hmm. Damien thinks that J.D. needs to prove himself. And Dominic doesn't want to choose anything, which I relate to so hard. <laughs> like, I get it. Just let it wash over you, Dom Dom. But uh, Mommy says she needs to see what happens. And then she sends them off to, like, get J.D. ready for the match. And then she has this little secret conversation with Dirty Dom. Yeah. What do you what do you think is going on here that he needs to make everything with JD go according to plan? I thought she was going to have him sabotaged. I thought that too. 100%. Yeah. 
That's what I wanted to have happen. And I feel like what does happen is kind of strange, the way it plays out. Yeah. I, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> like, I don't like JD. I don't want him around. I want his dumb briefcase making face out of here. Just remember how much you hated Dominic Mysterio and where you are now. I know, but I really don't see JD <laughs> filling that spot. Like, unless he turns goofy, like like Dominic did, and, like, can make fun of himself, dude it. has a long road to hoe. I get it. A little bit later, um, there's one of the most remarkable Miz TV segments I think I've ever seen. <laughs> um, the Miz calls out John Cena, who he believes robbed him at Payback, and then it would appear that in classic John Cena fashion, he can't be seen because we can't see him. And the Miz continues to do the entire interview and then beat down with an invisible Cena. It's like, I felt really bad for the crowd because they were so excited that John Cena was going to yes. be there. Yes. <laughs> he just wasn't. I felt really bad for them. It's like, this is, this is a little mean spirited, you guys. It really is. I didn't understand the point of all this. Like, honestly, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. Like he ultimately he wants to challenge L LA to a match. So it's like, why couldn't you just use your time? Like do a promo challenge LA yeah. and be done with it. Why do you have to do this weird invisible wrestling bit? This was sort of my thing too. Like, do I think the Miz absolutely did the best job he could have at the, yes. yeah, I do. Like, yeah. Could I have done this? No, no, he did his best, but it was super weird. And I, I don't understand, but I guess I'm like tentatively excited about their rematch. Maybe we're going to make this like a best of three or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I'm happy to watch them wrestle all the time. I think they're like vitriol for each other and like, it feels real and like, they're both really good at it. And LA keeps saying dumb things. So like, I'm all about yes. it. <laughs> That's how I feel too. So after this, you know, as per usual, we start having people come out to the ring for a match and then we go backstage and do a backstage segment. But this one is pretty interesting and I don't think we can skip it. So Jay is backstage and Adam Pierce comes up to him and he's like, I'm concerned for you. People are out to get you. It's all very like cloak and dagger. Yeah. And he lets Jay know that someone from Raw is going to get traded to SmackDown. Um, I just realized that my other conspiracy theory does not work at all, so never mind. <laughs> conspiracy theory debunked. That's well, because I was like, oh, maybe they're going to bring Jimmy over, but that doesn't make sense. So never it mind. wouldn't work in that direction, but it that was a good not. thought. Do you, Do you have... have any thoughts? Oh. <laughs> oh my God. I have, I have nothing but thoughts. Like, okay. what if... What if like Sammy is so excited to have Jay and then KO gets sent to SmackDown? No. I know, right? Because <gasps> they lost the title. They could totally split they lost them up. The title. Yeah. Fuck. I don't want that. I don't want that. But it was the first thing I thought. I thought maybe they were gonna send Cody over because I feel like SmackDown's ratings aren't as good as Raw. So they're like, let's send let's send the nightmare over. He fixes everything. I know. And I could see it because like Cody's not doing a lot of value right now. Like everyone's excited to see him, but 
he's glad handing. Yes. And he's very good at that. I enjoy mm-hmm. seeing him do it. Yep. But SmackDown does feel like it needs a little kick in the butt. It does. It needs something. Something's got to go. Because Raw has been consistently pretty damn good. And SmackDown yes. just kind of like... Like maybe maybe Cody can, maybe Cody can go save Jim Uso's Honda over there because it is rough going. Or maybe it'll be like that scene in Roadhouse, and Cody will have like the big monster truck, and he'll drive it through Jim Uso Honda. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remains to be seen. Roadhouse comes out a lot on this podcast, and I love I, that for us. I have not seen it as much as you have. Um, I think we watched it together though, right? I think we did at one point. I don't remember. I don't know. Anyway, I have seen it once and it is insane. So remains to be seen what's going to happen. I'm assuming we might find out more about this next week. Um, yeah. At any rate, we now come back to Sammy Zane versus JD McDonough in the ring. And, uh, Sammy does this Michinoku driver on JD McDonough that makes me think JD is going to die. Which one is that? It was just like this smashy flippy thing. I can't describe it to you. I just wrote down what it was called because they said it. Okay. It was right Um, at the beginning and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. He really like kills him for a while. Mm -hmm. And I was loving it. But then there's like, there's some intrigue here. Like Dom appears with the distraction. JD gets the win and Sammy is undone by these turds once again. <laughs> yes. But um, what follows next is actually a little more interesting plot wise because Sammy just like starts to go ape shit on Dom. Right. Mm-hmm. And JD is like, Dom, run away, run away. But he doesn't immediately run to his aid. Yeah. I, I was like, he's just standing there like gesturing, like, come on, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't think that's being very helpful, JD. <laughs> So then he finally he finally gets it together, goes and helps. And uh, I was like, uh, Jay, you know, we were talking about people who are busybodies versus people who's like, where are you and what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Jay, you couldn't come out and help your boy Sammy at this point? Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't what think hell, about Jay? that. And then uh, Sammy is okay. He overcomes and just turns his rage on JD again. And Dom just kind of disappears and lets JD get beaten up. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's probably part of Mommy's plan, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess it could be a loyalty test because, like, later JD does not make a fuss about this. No, he he doesn't, does he? So, like, you know, later we see them all backstage, like, Dom and JD come back. Everyone's really happy for JD. And like he just kind of takes it so i don't know i'm very curious to see what mommy's plan is yeah i thought damien would say something shitty like mm-hmm. to him like you barely made it dom had to save your ass but he was like good job dude <laughs> proud of you it was weird we also so earlier when mommy was talking about her plans you know she mentioned it was like a two-part plan right there was like the first thing and then the other thing okay. and then i'm assuming what we see happen next is the other thing where uh jay uso and dominic mysterio have the weirdest <laughs> sidebar i have ever seen ever do you want to do you want to talk us through this one um so <laughs> so dom catches up to jay and he's like hey man you know you and i have a lot in common like we're both loners 
we've both been you know abandoned by our families i've got a shitty dad you've got a shitty brother cousin uncle well like i also like i just want to interrupt you for a minute because there was a moment where i wasn't certain that dominic understood that roman reigns is not jay's dad i was so confused that's why i was throwing relatives in there because like which one is it Uh, and so he just kind of keeps saying like i know what you're going through man i know what Mm -hmm. you're going through man and then at the very end (laughs) my favorite part i want to thank you for your time (laughs) oh my gosh he's so respectful he's such a little gentleman (laughs) oh my god it made me laugh so hard i feel like jay was just like what the fuck did i just witness the fact that jay did not crack during this is honestly like truly incredible professionalism on his part seriously amazing there was also a great part where Dominic was like, Jay, no one likes you. You're like me. <laughs> We're exactly the same, Jay. Exactly the same. Dirty Dom, Dirty Jay. It's Jay. the same. It's, it's just you, Oos. It's just me, Oos. It's just us, Oos. <laughs> I've been down since day one, Oos. At least day one-ish, which is really all you've ever asked of anyone. I'm never going to get over it. It's just me, Oos oh me either i will be yelling that for the long it's so i used to run around the house randomly shouting something something cody Rhodes. but yes. moving forward i'm gonna break that up with it's just me use that's so amazing what a gift so jay seemed pretty taken aback by this yes. attempt to recruit him into the judgment day mystified do you think that jay uso would be a good addition to the judgment day absolutely not no me either i hate this idea hate it i think jay has had a really bad breakup and i think jay needs to be alone for a while well not like totally alone i mean he's got his friend sammy zane but he can be alone with sammy for a while (laughs) but he shouldn't be joining a group no it's not time like you just got deprogrammed from a cult Joseph. this is not the time to be like i don't know this cult has a different aesthetic <laughs> no. also you just changed your theme song too it's just me Oos, so you right? can't join another faction <laughs> you can't be like it's just judgment day Oos. it's too much too soon we can't <laughs> after this um we have a match that i know i was eagerly awaiting all week very excited about this um and throughout the night you know in the lead up to chad gable versus gunther for the ic title we had a lot of like the history of the ic title and it's been reiterated that if gunther wins he will have unseated the honky-tonk man Mm -hmm. an elvis impersonator and jerry lawler's cousin oh no cousin look i can't vouch for the character of the honky-tonk man it's not his fault he was born into jerry lawler's family he could be a douchebag i don't know anything about the guy yeah but he was the longest reigning ic title champion and you know gunther gets it done it's gonna be him before we get into this match we have to talk about something okay this week i learned that uh tiffany stratton who we've been seeing around Mm -hmm. a little bit sorry payback whatnot Mm -hmm. She's the NXT Women's Champion. She's dating Ludwig Kaiser. Really? Oh, I think I knew uh, that. Yes. Somewhere in the back of my brain. So I might have known it, but it felt like new information. And you know how mm-hmm. Tiffany has this like Barbie aesthetic yeah. right now? 
And you know, like all the videos about Mike Ken's job is whatever. No, I don't. So in the Barbie movie, every Ken has like a job and the main Ken, Ryan Gosling, his job is beach. Oh, okay. So like, he's not a lifeguard. He's not a okay. surfer. His job is beach. So okay. people have been like, one of my friends made this video, like my Ken's job is food because he keeps them fed. Right. Okay. All I could think is that Tiffany would be like, my Ken's job is coat. <laughs> That's true. That's accurate. And the, the coat handoff tonight, that night, rather not tonight was beautiful. It was great. Flawless. Was beautiful. Um, so yeah, let's, let's get into this. What, what were your feelings during this match? I didn't take a lot of notes because I was me either. I was really riveted. Um, I had so many like, what's going to happen? Like my brain just kept calculating like Chad's whole family's there. So he's going to win. But like yeah. dad loves long title reigns. And wouldn't it be fun if Gunter broke this big record? And, you know, I just was like, I don't know who's going to win. I have no idea who's going to win. Like it was I wrote down that was rough. Like that match was rough like there was a part where like yes. chad's pack was just like purple it was brutal everybody had to be in so much pain when that was over and so tired um mm -hmm. so i never noticed the name of that thing that chad does where he kind of like tumbles over with you and then hauls you into yes. a suplex. and That's i so wrote cool. it down and i want to say it's like the it's the chaos theory Chaos theory, yeah. It is the most insane shit I have ever seen. It's terrifying. It's cool. Mm -hmm. I, love mm -hmm. it. I love it. He. I'm trying to think of a time where I've seen Chad Gable fuck up a move, and I don't know that I have in recent memory. No. Um. Like when I watch him wrestle, I feel like the person with him is safe. Mm -hmm. And I just like, I have so much respect for him as a wrestler and I think he's amazing to watch. And I just feel like I need good things to happen for him. Like I need there to be something else, like something more. Cause he doesn't win the title and that's super right. sad. <laughs> I really wanted him to win. So like I'm crying, crying Gable baby. Oh me. my God. I know. Heartbreaking. That poor little baby. <laughs> like didn't they tell her it's okay like, i know it's like chad it is on you to sit her down and be like okay honey wrestling isn't real yeah She's you're gonna see daddy get real beat up but i'm okay like, all right dad is tough yeah, side note rough. i think it was a real missed opportunity that the kids shirts didn't say dad gable <laughs> that would have been great missed opportunity instead so they I said did... it's just muse it's just me dad <laughs> acknowledge me dad I did see a video on Instagram today where Chad was basically talking about how like it's not over for him. Mm -hmm. He wants a rematch. I I would watch this rivalry go on for the next 22 years. I know it's so good. He was pissed cuz he's like you told my like he's like you're talking to my family during the match. It's not mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> Leave my kids alone, Gunther. You don't see me over there like making Ludwig cry. just geo and we know he doesn't count he just cries all the time anyway it doesn't count <laughs> streaks is just for men i um i yeah like you said i could watch i could watch these two fight forever and it was amazing and i'm just wondering where this is going to go like i'm assuming there's going to be another big match or how long do they want to draw this out like 
it feels to me like Chad is going to take that title eventually. It does. And I wonder if what they're going to do is drag it out so that like we schedule a rematch and then Imperium messes it up. Yeah. And then like next week, Chad wrestles an Imperium guy or he wrestles someone else and they get involved. We go back and forth and back and forth. And then we have the big match at a pay-per-view. And then WrestleMania. (laughs) And then WrestleMania. (laughs) But like, I really, I cannot pretend that I've always been a huge Chad Gable fan. I think I really overlooked him when he was in tag teams and stuff. I did for sure. But holy crap, that dude is amazing. And he has definitely turned me into a big, big Chad Gable fan. I know. I'm just really happy for him. Same. And we learned he was valedictorian and has a master's degree. And if we knew, he's an Olympian. So he's very, very accomplished. I also think he's been with his spouse since like high school. That's sweet. I think they've been together forever. Like seriously forever i love that for him i know it is sweet so yeah raw ended on kind of an emotional note you know i i think the crowd is really pulling for chad i think people really believe in him and i know we're just gonna we were all gable baby after that match (laughs) we were i believe in you chad Mm -hmm. is there anything else from this incredibly eventful week in wrestling that you would like to touch on emotional and rewarding and like even the low stuff wasn't terribly low so i'm just really happy once again thank you dad keep up the good work or else we'll send (laughs) annoying letters um but yeah it was great week yeah this week dad's letter is just going to be full of compliments Mm -hmm. um encouragements and maybe a drawing of like him and the two of us outside a house and it's labeled like thank you dad we're so proud of you i think that sounds really nice Mm -hmm. well on that note thank you for joining us once again on wrestling is for girls follow us on the app formerly known as twitter at wif girls pod to see when new episodes are posted and be sure to give us a follow and a review if you're feeling extra oozy on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We will see you again next week. And until then, remember that even when it feels like everyone thinks you're the biggest turd of all, there's someone who sees you for who you are, the only person who can really help her carry out her plans for world domination. 